Welcome to the Ask the Money Lady podcast with Canadian finance coach Christine Ibbotson. Hello, moneymakers. Today we're going to talk about everything to do with credit. And the first question is actually for you. So I wanted to ask you, do you pay your bills online the day that they are due? And if you do, you might actually be ruining your future credit. So today I want to give you a whole bunch of different tips and this will help you improve your credit. And if you've got good credit, it's going to help you keep it. Now, the reason why I have asked you this question, whether you pay your bills online the day that they are due is because there's so many people, so many Canadians that actually do this. And unfortunately, it can make your payment late. And I know that the creditors, well, they don't complain when you make your payment, but you are indeed damaging your credit bureau because the credit systems in Canada will count every single day that you are over the registered due date on that credit facility. Now there's a couple of different caveats here. So let's say that you pay your credit card and let's say you got your credit card from a bank. Um, we'll just pick a bank like Bank of Montreal. So you've got a BMO MasterCard and you do an online payment on the day that it's due from your BMO bank account. Well, if you do that, it's not gonna be late. But if you were to make that payment online from a different bank, let's say RBC or TD or whatever, it will indeed be late because all banking transactions, even though you may see it online as an instant transaction, it actually has to go through overnight. And this is called the ACSS. This is the Automated Clearing Settlement System in Canada, where they clear all the checks, payments, and electronic transfers overnight. So to avoid being late, you want to pay your bills at least one business day, preferably two business days before they're due. So let's talk about credit. In Canada, there's two major powerhouse credit bureau companies. There's a couple of little ones, but the two major ones that most financial institutions and pretty much, I would say, 98% of all merchants use today in Canada would be Equifax and TransCanada Union. Now, these agencies will rank you and provide an overall score for every single Canadian who uses credit. Now, the systems for measuring the hits to your credit score, you know, they are indeed intuitive. So what does that mean? Well, they measure and evaluate every single type of merchant and every inquiry every time that you use it. So it totally, totally knows if you are shopping around. And one more thing that I just want to give you as a side note here. So do you think that the banks and the insurance companies and the leasing companies, do you think today that they share information? They absolutely totally do. They didn't before the financial crisis in 2008. But since then, all the lenders will now know that you are shopping and they will share information between them, especially the big five banks. So, you know, there was a lot of people prior to the financial crisis who would 
actually have rental properties and maybe they had a mortgage with one financial institution and they would go and apply for a mortgage at another financial institution and that banker would say do you have any mortgages at any other banks and they would say they would lie and they would say no I don't I don't have any other mortgages and they would pull their credit bureau and they wouldn't see them right that doesn't happen anymore so all the banks share information and all the credit card companies and all the credit bureau services they all share information too so now when you apply for a mortgage for a rental property or an investment property and you have a mortgage on your primary res even if you say that you don't they will know as soon as they pull your credit bureau let me give you an example let's use that actually let's say that you're going into the banks and let's say you're a first-time buyer and you want to hold some rates for mortgages for mortgage approvals so you go into TD you go into RBC you go into BMO and you go all over the place and you do applications with the bankers and you get them to pre-approve you for a mortgage and hold a rate now does every time they pull your credit bureau all these different lenders does that make your score go down it doesn't so this is what most people think it actually doesn't so this is what I mean by the systems are intuitive they actually know that you are rate shopping and because they are all sharing information now as long as all these inquiries are done within a 30-day time period you will only have one hit to your credit bureau score. Same thing when you're shopping for a vehicle. Multiple hits to your credit bureau from different car dealers will not alter your score if it is contained within a 30-day time limit. Now, on the other hand, if you really are truly, truly shopping and you're going to all sorts of different stores and you're applying for multiple credit cards and you're getting things on deferred payment plans and applying for personal loans, then yes, absolutely every single time that they hit your credit score, it's going to go down regardless of the 30 day time limit. I want to give you a few tips here as well, you know, with retailers and I, I don't want to be bashing any retailers but there are some retailers in Canada that want you to get their credit cards and they will give you an incentive. Maybe they'll give you 10 or 15% off your purchases that particular day if you apply for a credit card. And the one that comes to mind is the Bay. They do this all the time when you go up to the cash. They always ask you if you want to apply for a credit card. Now, please don't do this. Please don't do this because what happens is, is that every time you apply for a credit card, it hits your score, it hits your credit bureau, it adjusts your score down. And then when that credit card comes in the mail, a lot of people, they just completely ignore it and they don't activate their card and they don't close it. They just leave it or they just toss it in the garbage. Well, what happens is, is that now you have a dormant or inactive HBC credit card on your credit bureau. And I actually had a client, she was obsessed with the bay and getting a discount. So she had multiple multiple HBC credit cards on her credit bureau when I pulled it and they were all inactive they were all dormant and she had lowered her score under 600 and she couldn't understand why so you don't want to do this let's talk about the scores so 
The credit scores will range from on the very, very low side to about 300, where I've never actually seen anybody at 300. Seen people in the fours, but never 300. And it'll go all the way up to 900. Never seen anybody in the 900s either. If you've got stellar, stellar credit, you will probably be pulling in around 840, 850, 860 would be about the max. And the banks right now are looking for clients who have credit scores of over 600 with about 680 being the minimum score that is needed for large loans like mortgages and secured lines of credit. Now if your score is under 680 then the banker is probably going to ask you why because they're going to want to mitigate the deal and they're going to want to put all their notes in the deal so that when the application goes down to credit the adjudication officer can read through the notes and say, oh, okay, the reason why it went down is because she got way too many HBC cards and I'm gonna give her an approval for a mortgage. <laughs> if your score is maybe below 600, so let's say it's in the 500s, then with the big banks, it's gonna be an auto decline, I'm sorry. The, the big banks are considered to be A lenders and A lenders in Canada today will want clients that have a score of at least 600 or more. If you are in the fives, then you will need to go to a B lender and that approval will have to be done typically through a mortgage broker. And of course, the rates might be a tiny little bit higher and you might also have to pay a mortgage broker fee. So let's get back to shopping. I have heard in the past that there are some people, some even bankers who have said to clients, oh, you know what? We're only gonna do a soft hit to your credit. Please." Please, please, please don't get fooled by this. There is no such thing as a soft hit or a hard hit to your credit bureau. If you have given your verbal consent, so even if you haven't given them your SIN number, when they adjudicate and they ask for a consumer request and they hit your bureau, it's a hard hit every single time and it's gonna adjust your score. There is no such thing as a soft hit to your credit bureau. First and foremost, you really wanna protect your credit. This is the foundation for all lending and this is the only way for lenders to judge your credit worthiness for the future. You basically are just a number. When you go into the bank, yes, you can tell them your sob story or tell them your life or whatever, but at the end of the day, they kind of really don't care. They want to see that you have good credit because they're not going to lend any money to you unless you have good credit, meaning that you are going to be able to make your payments. If you always pay your bills early, and you have never declared bankruptcy, then chances are you know that you have good credit. But if you're the opposite and your credit score is maybe a little bit too low, then you are gonna find it difficult to get future credit. So remember that your credit bureau scores can range from 300 to 900 and the general guideline for banks is that they are looking for clients with scores above so above 640, 650, and they will automatically decline applications with scores that are under 600. So you wanna keep it above the 600. Here, I'm gonna give you some tips to improve your credit or to maintain your good rating that you already have. So the first we've already talked about, but I'm gonna 
just talk about it again, pay your bills two to three days before they're due. Paying them on the due date, even if you do it online, they are going to be late. And this will be recorded on your credit bureau and it will definitely lower your score without you knowing it. Now I'm gonna do another video where I'm gonna actually walk through what a credit bureau report looks like and I will show you exactly where they record every single date and they'll they'll count the number of days that you are late on your payments. Okay, number two, don't carry balances on your credit cards or your personal loans month over month. So you don't want to do this because that means that you have revolving credit and that will definitely drop your score over time. Now, a lot of people say, well, if I'm making the minimum payment, why would that drop my score? The reason why it's going to drop is because you're not paying off your balance. And if you are a credit user, meaning that you're keeping your credit month over month and you're not paying it off, then it's definitely going to drop your score over time. So you also want to resist the urge for opening a lot of credit cards. You know, this is often something that we see with the young. They apply for all sorts of different credit cards because they want to have lots, lots of plastic in their wallet and they all have zero balances on them. Don't do this because when you do, when you eventually apply for a loan that you really need, the problem is, is that you've got all this open credit and you will not get what you want because the banks will be looking at all this available credit and they'll be saying, you know, why do you need to come to me when you've got all these these zero balances and this available credit with all these credit card companies. The next one is you must have some credit. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there who, well, they, they get a little bit nervous and they say, oh, I'm just gonna use cash. I'm not gonna worry about credit cards. Don't do that either. You do want to have credit. And if you have bad credit and you are now just using cash, you are essentially handcuffing your future. You have to have to reestablish good credit because if you don't reestablish good credit and all you've got is the bad credit from the past, then you're going to be declined every single time that you go into the banks. So what you want is you want maybe a prepaid credit card or you might want a B lender credit card that you can pay on time, you can use periodically, and that will increase your credit score. So do that instead of just paying for cash. The other thing that most people don't think about is property taxes and support payments. If you are in arrears and they have been registered to your credit bureau and they support payments can be registered with the family courts and once they register on your credit bureau it will be an automatic decline at the A lenders. The other thing is property taxes. If you are delinquent on your property taxes or your personal income taxes and the CRA registers it on your credit bureau, that is an automatic decline as well. So you got to be careful because remember that the government trumps the banks. The government will always, always win. And the banks are nervous and they will not lend to someone who is in arrears with the CRA or on their personal municipal or provincial taxes. Now, the other thing, and this goes without saying, is mortgages and vehicle payments in arrears. Once those have been reported to your credit bureau, which usually takes about 60 to 90 days, this is also 
a major, major hit to your credit bureau score and it will drop it substantially. So you don't want to have this. Make sure you're making your payments on time. So one more thing that I want to talk about with now that we're on car leases or car payments, if you do have a car lease, just be careful when you renew your car leases because that can also drop your score and i didn't realize this but i had one of my clients where this actually happened to them so let me tell you about it they had a sales rep that they were super friendly with and this sales rep would call my client all the time every 18 months or every 24 months and they he would say you know oh let's upgrade your vehicle or let's upgrade your lease I can get you into a brand new car for the same monthly payment so of course my client he automatically thought that that was a great deal and he did it the problem is is that when you do this the old car lease it oftentimes has not been a officially paid out and closed, but rather transferred to the new lease and the new vehicle. And the old lease, it actually still stays on your credit report. So when I went ahead and I pulled his credit bureau, he had all these car leases. And I was like, what gives? You know, how many vehicles do you have? And he only had one vehicle, but he had six car leases. Now, of course, we fixed it because he couldn't get the mortgage at that time because it was an automatic decline. And even though I went to the adjudicator and I explained everything, the credit officer wouldn't approve the deal. We had to go back to the dealership and we had to get them to remove all the leases that were registered to his SIN number and show that they were closed and that the leases were properly paid off. Then we had to go through Equifax and we had to explain to them what happened. And then we applied for a mortgage and he did get approved. So be very, very careful. You you always wanna have you know a watchful eye and you wanna be keeping an eye on how creditors use your SIN number. And you wanna be also very mindful of automatic approvals for special offers and incentives. You know, when I get offered for special offers, I always decline. I never, never take them. Nowadays, the banks, you know, the banks, the aid lenders, they are going to need your SIN number and they're going to put it on their application if you're opening a bank account or you're applying for credit. But other smaller organizations, they might not legally require it. So be very careful when you're giving out your personal information and make sure you ask what it's being used for. I mean, after all, your credit is absolutely your Canadian right to protect yourself. So thank you for joining me today and lots of things that we covered. So be careful and you can like, you can subscribe or you can comment below or you can send me an email to info at askthemoneylady.ca. I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Ask the Money Lady podcast. And remember, you can also find Christine on YouTube and Instagram for more financial advice.